What's up, bro? I don't know why I did that. What's up, bro? Uh, welcome to a new episode of I Bleed Sports. You know, it's Tuesday, so you know I had to come back and do this. But as you know, I am the host of this uh, podcast series, Brand Janu. Uh, and like always, on all podcast platforms, you catch the Brandon Janu Show, which means you catch this on all podcast platforms under the Brandon Janu Show. Um, social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook, Brandon Janu Show. And of course, always, man, YouTube channel, Brandon Janu Show, man. Hit the notification button for more um, clips when alert, there's notifications. Hit the notification button, it will give you alerts that I drop clips or videos and everything like that, man. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, man. Hope you guys enjoy this, man. So, <clears throat> like always, man, I believe sports. I usually, on Tuesdays, I get right into, you know, all the sports that's happened this week. But not tonight. Not tonight. No, 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 no. Not tonight. Okay, tonight, I am doing my first annual, first ever, I believe sports. And if this works... Then I'll be doing it next year around this same damn time, same damn channel, same damn station. Um, but this is the I Bleed Sports Awards. <sighs> it's been crazy this year of sports. Up and down, crazy all around. But let's get into it. So I got I got a ton of categories. <laughs> I went a little nuts. Okay, I might have went a little nuts with the, the categories. Uh, of this, <laughs> this shit, but, uh, <laughs> I went a little, a little overboard with the damn nominate, all of these damn awards that I want to give out tonight, but hopefully I can get through them in a really good fashion. Um, so let's start off <sighs> with the negative. Let's get the negative the fuck out the way. Let's get the negative out the fucking way. So my disappointed player of the year. This player disappointed me this year. It just, you know, damn, what what was this? What would you what were you doing? Now, I gotta admit that for pretty much most of the year this player disappointed the shit out of me. I am not gonna lie. So but the last couple of games He's changed the narrative. But it still doesn't change the fact that you got your ass whooped at home and you could not find Stefan Diggs at all. So my disappointed player of the year is Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, the last couple of weeks since you changed offensive coordinators and you've learned, holy shit, we can actually run the football with James Cook. Who knew? <laughs> I have felt this man has been an underachiever for most of his career. I'm not going to sit up here and lie and act like the man hasn't been an underachiever. That's ridiculous. No, he has really, really, really underachieved for most of his career. For the talent that he has and the team that he's been with for all these years, he has not done what the hell he was supposed to do. And for the beginning of this year, it looked like the same old shit, even in the beginning of this season. But in January in that playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals, you literally let Cincinnati just roll through you. Like, you didn't have a chance in hell or prayer to ask for. And then for most of this season, you looked 
just as bad for most of the year. Now, yes, changing offensive coordinators midway through the season. Joe Brady, who I have a high, high, high level of love and respect for because of what he did for LSU with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. The name goes on and on and on and on and on. With that offense of the LSU Tigers was really probably one of the greatest offensive college teams of all time. You look better now, but Sunday is exactly what you should be. A guy that only has to throw the ball 15 to 20, maybe 25 times. If you can continue to do that, Buffalo will easily make the goddamn playoffs. Easily make the goddamn conference championships and easily get to a Super Bowl. But for what you have become for most of this year, taking out the, the last couple of weeks, you have been a disappointment. You have been a disappointment. I don't I don't I don't want to hear that bullshit that oh you know just go no he has the talent and has sucked for most of the fucking year. Dating back to the playoff game. Even in the Buffalo game, and even in the Miami game, in a wild card game, you sucked. Like, like you threw like three, you had four turnovers in that game. Like, for all the talent that you have, you cannot beat this goddamn back. I don't want to hear that shit. Maybe with the change of offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, officially being a guy, and you for the last couple of weeks have kind of realized I don't have to do everything. I can give the ball to James Cook. That is a pretty great situation. But for what I have seen for most of the year, Josh Allen is my disappointment of the year as a player. I, I, I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him. Over, it's been a couple. It's been a couple. It's been a couple. Okay? There's been a couple people that was nominated and I could have put her on theirs, but this was but Josh Allen particularly because of how the media likes to spin it for him. I had to put him on here and say, yeah, you, you were a disappointment for most of the fucking year, dude. As a player, as a leader, as a guy, yeah, you were, a lead, you were a disappointment. Again, keeping it in a negative. My disappointing team of the year <laughs> is the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees. Listen, man, I like the fact that y'all are trying to now buy a team again because it's really nice that y'all went and traded and got Juan Soto from the Padres and still got Aaron Judge. I think you still got George Carlos then. I'm not fucking sure. I think you still do. Um, but you didn't fix the pitching. You didn't really fix really anything in the fucking Yankees team that makes you now a contender. But let's talk about this season that you just had. And you sucked for most of the fucking season. I hated turning on ESPN every fucking week. And having to hear them try to justify why you suck. Like, I, 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 I hate it. I hate it turning on ESPN and justify how you lost it on Baltimore fucking Orioles. Like, they were like, you get lost to the Baltimore Orioles? How you lose to the Baltimore Orioles? Easy. They're not good. The fact that the Yankees are supposed to be this dominant franchise for all these championships, 20, what, 26, 27 championships? Great franchise, but the last couple of years, you guys have been a fucking disappointment. And yet you got the nerve to cry and bitch and moan about the Astros when they were supposedly cheating you. But yet 
you need to learn how to motherfucking cheat because you niggas suck. You need <laughs> if the Astros could win a World Series, nigga, you might need to get into the cheating business. This is ridiculous. Like, and here's the thing. Baseball let it slide because it's the Yankees back on top. Baseball will completely let that shit slide. The Yankees cannot be this fucking terrible as a franchise. Now, like I said, you built, you bought a team. You didn't build one. You bought one. Do I believe that you're good? Fuck no. I still don't think you guys are going to be good this year. Not even in the slightest. You don't really have a pitcher outside of Garrett Cole. Aaron Judge, you paid, I think, a little bit too much money to keep when you could have just let his ass walk for free. Because I think his best years, peak years, whatever you want to call it, is literally behind him. He might have one or two year, one or two more great years that like he gives you at least 30 home runs, a hundred over a hundred RBIs. Bad average might be at least close to 300, 325. But I cannot see the Yankees with the team that they have win a World Series. I just can't. I think there's better teams in the AL, like the Texas Rangers, like the Astros, like shit, even teams in your own division, like the Baltimore Orioles and the Toronto Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. God forbid a Baltimore, a Boston could figure it out and get their shit right. Boston would jump you. It's, 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 I don't think it's 100% just set in stone that the Yankees are going to the fucking World Series this year. Now, the MLB is going to try everything in their power to make the Yankees and the Dodgers be the World Series. But it's not going to happen. Because I don't, I don't think the Yankees are that good. And you're going to probably buy a pitcher during the trade deadline. But I, I think at that time, they're going to be like, yeah, you could buy one. But I don't think you're going to be able to sustain it. Because here's again, to think about the Rangers, the Diamondbacks, teams like that this, post, this postseason, the reason why the Rangers and the Astros made I mean, the Rangers and the, <clears throat> and the Diamondbacks made the World Series this season is because they actually had people that weren't just home run hitters. They could actually get on fucking base. And that is what the Yankees lack because I don't think they are that talented and they're not that good. So, yeah, I got, I got the uh, – I think the Yankees were the biggest disappointment as a team this year. Let's keep the negative going. Let's just keep the negative, the negativity going. My overrated, overrated player of the year. Let's keep it the same. Aaron Judge. I Like I said, I don't believe Aaron Judge is going to be great for the next 30 fucking years and the next, even in the next 10 or 5 or 10. I think he's got two left in him. Depending on how good Juan Soto fits in with the Yankees, he might have a year and a half left to be that guy, that franchise caliber guy. I just don't think he's that type of guy. And I think for what Aaron Judge was particularly supposed to be for his entire career, he's never won a World Series. They had to gift him an AL MVP because, let's be real, and the fact of the matter is, I don't think he's ever going to be what they expect him to be. I think his best years, like I said, are in behind him. I think he's had a great stretch of years. You, you got to remember, like Aaron Judge has been in the league for damn near now, like, what, six, seven, eight years? Like, people don't realize, like, this dude's been in the league for, like, seven, eight years. 
I don't expect him to be better in the next couple of years. He is what he is. He's a home run hitter that is playing in a league where you it's great if you get the home run, but mainly just get the fuck on base. And he cannot do that. He's not that guy. He's a home run hitter. And if he doesn't get the home runs, he strikes the fuck out. This man had a hidden streak this season. And then the next two weeks, he couldn't hit the fucking ball at all. Every time he got on a, on a plate, up to the plate, he struck out. That's who he is. That's what the fuck Aaron Judge is. He's a fucking home run hitter. And that's it. The dude is overrated as fuck, if you ask me. Super fucking overrated. But he plays for the Yankees, so they're going to try to hype him. But if you were to ask me the best player in the league, I don't even think the best player in the league, he's not even on that conversation. Like, he's not even in that conversation as the best player in the league. He's, damn, he's not even in that conversation. Like, he's not. Like, people would lie and say, yes, he isn't. Because just as much as he can get 40 home runs, he could strike out 100 times at the plate also. It just depends on what type of pitching and what type of team they are constructed to have. And to me, Aaron Judge is the most overrated player I've ever seen, in, especially this fucking year. He's clearly the most overrated player that I saw this whole year. Most overrated coach of the year. I know this is blasphemy. I know people going to sit up and say, I know damn well you didn't just say this man's name when he won a championship this year. But I'm not a liar. Look at the team that he has right now. And that, to me, is Andy Reid. He is the most overrated coach of this fucking year. Yes, Super Bowl, great, awesome. He's got the same fucking players he had that year in the Super Bowl. That, this year, when he played the Eagles in February, those are the same fucking receivers. The only difference is uh, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, that's it. That's the only person that is wasn't on that team in that receiving core when they were all when they were in the Super Bowl last year. Davius Sony was there. Sky Moore was there. Uh, who else? Uh, Justin Winston. All, Travis Kelsey. All them fucking receivers was there. Miko Hartman, who you let walk in free agency and then bought him back for what reason? I don't fucking know. But you bring these dudes and, and, and people, and I know people are going to sit up here and say, Bernie, you crazy. How dare you say Andy Reid is overrated? Kansas City lost three games last year. They're on the verge of losing at least six or seven this year. The head coach is still the same. What has changed? If Andy Reid is so great, what has changed? What changed? This is still your offense, right? You're this offensive-minded, incredible head coach. You should. You have Patrick fucking Mahomes. You should automatically be the best team in football. You have the best quarterback in football, right? Why are you this bad this season? Make, stop making excuses for motherfuckers. 
look at what the fuck the team looked like. And I saw these same receivers get space, get open, find their way to get the ball in their hands in the Super Bowl against a way better Eagles defense than we are seeing this year with the Eagles. And y'all outplayed the Eagles. The, the Eagles, who, by the way, defensively at that last year, had the most sacks going into the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes to get touched once. What has changed? What has changed? You're still the head coach. What the fuck has changed? To me, not a hall. He is not. He's a Hall of Fame head coach. One of the greatest to ever be, do it. But I know people will sit up here and say, why not Bill Belichick? Why not? For all of the hype surrounding Kansas City, people were literally on TV saying Kansas City is going back to the Super Bowl. Now they're on TV trying to justify how fucking bad they look. Andy Reid, you're still the head coach. What the fuck is going on? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Done with the negative. Done with the negative. Done it all. Done it. Let's get into it now. Now, the positive side of this, of course, what I call the best side of sports. You know, the players that you, the players, the coaches, the franchises, the teams that you love. So let's get into it. My underrated player of the year. He was one of the most underrated players of the year. And that to me is Jimmy motherfucking Butler of the Miami Heat. The man is that dog. He don't give a fuck. Jimmy Butler gave Chicago. Jimmy Butler lost to the Bulls. No, yeah, he lost to the Bulls. <laughs> no, he lost to the Hawks. Yeah, he lost to the Hawks in the first knockout game for the seventh seed. Beat the Bulls in the eighth for the eighth seed. Got into the playoffs, knocked out Milwaukee, who was supposedly the favorite to win the championship, knocked them the fuck out the playoffs. Go into the next round, beat the Knicks, who surprised everybody last year, beat the Knicks, then beat the other prohibitive favorite in the East, the Boston Celtics, knocked them out, and then go to the NBA Finals. Now, yes, he lost, but at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler's that dude. If this man ever wins a fucking championship, we're going to look at his career a whole lot differently than we look at everybody else's career. Because he's going to be what y'all expect. He's going to be what y'all think certain franchise players are. This man has come from the bottom of the bottom to become the guy for a franchise. And the fact that he is now for two times, since he's been in Miami, he has dragged the Miami Heat to the NBA Finals two consecutive years ago. Two times in his career already. 2020 and last year. And this year in June, in June. This year, slow start. But here's the thing. 
Miami's always a slow starting team. I don't really put too much emphasis on Miami in the beginning of the fucking season because they're always a slow starting team. Like I just said, the motherfuckers had to play to get into the fucking playoffs. I'm not surprised that they're struggling right now. But he also hit a three-pointer in a couple, a couple of nights ago to win a game. Jimmy Butler, that fucking dude. We can stop the conversation right here, right now. <laughs> we can stop that conversation right here, right now. My underrated coach of the year is the coach that handed Jimmy Butler that loss in the NBA Finals. And that is Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets. <sighs> Mike Malone has bounced around the league for a good bit. But it feels like with Denver, he figured it out. He finally got his guys, his way, the way he wants to be. Play- he wants to play. And I think that is – do I think Denver's going to win the championship this year? Not really. Um, they're good, but I don't think they're going to. I think after you win a championship, it's like you breathe a sigh of relief and you kind of calm the fuck down. But for what Mike Malone has done for his career, is exactly what I just said about Jimmy Butler. It changes your perspective on what the fuck he was as a coach. And I think that is kind of why I feel like Mike Malone uh, definitely changed the narrative of what um, a true head coach is in the NBA. And that's the best thing you can do. Keep it in the basketball world. My best, my basketball player of the year is Jimmy Butler. Listen, man, like I said, to get your team to the NBA Finals, when your technically second, third best player is injured with a broken hand, and then you have, um, you know, your third best player is injured with a broken hand, Tyler Hero, but most of that, and then you kind of come back and you still get into the playoffs. You get in the playoffs and you beat Milwaukee. You Not only did you just you beat Milwaukee, you beat New York and you beat Boston, you beat all of these teams, and you get the damn Miami Heat, what, at least to game six, I think it was, a game five, game six, in Denver. Like, that is a crazy-ass thing to do for, for Miami. Congratulations. Jimmy Butler, to me, was one of the best players, especially at the end of that season, how he really just controlled and played and, and, and got his franchise to that destination. That's a hard thing to fucking do, bro. So, Especially in the NBA. That's some that damn near is impossible. But um they did. And um Jimmy Butler's the best uh player to me of this year. Mm. All right. Leader of the year. This of course you clearly know. Leadership. Who can lead a team to to do impossible things? And that to me. Is Eric Spoelstra and Jimmy Butler. You see the theme I'm going with here, aren't you? <laughs> Underdog. This fucking team was never supposed to get to the NBA Finals. You came, they were the, what, the first eight seed? Or the second eight seed to ever make the NBA Finals or some shit like that? The fact that they, they toyed with Boston. They toyed with these niggas. 
They were up 3-0 in that series. They were like, hmm. This nigga Jimmy was such an animal and a monster. This nigga text DM Coco Golf and it was like, <laughs> it was like, yo, you want some tickets to the NBA Finals? <laughs> hey, you want some tickets to the NBA Finals? You want to, when it comes to the NBA Finals? It's like, ain't you still playing in like the, the semis and the, and the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, ah, we got that. Like, <laughs> we, we got that. Like, like that is crazy. It's crazy. Eric Sproulster is probably one of the best head coaches in basketball. Definitely top five in the league right now. And he ain't that far off from one to me. And Jimmy Butler, like I said, man, he's the true definition of a leader. He got a lot of guys that will follow him through the fucking fire. And that is something that is definitely should never be taken for granted as a franchise caliber player. And uh, they are my leaders of the year. Definitely. All right. Now, my coach of the year. This is truly a legend and that got the best out of his players and made the best out of a crazy situation. And that, to me, is the one, the only, Bruce Bochy of the Texas Rangers. Bruce Bochy is the best manager. Fuck it. I think he's the best manager in baseball history. Better than Joe Torre. <laughs> like, better than a lot of these managers. Bruce Bochy, you got to put shit into perspective. This man won, what, three, four fucking World Series with the Giants? Goes to Texas his first year and wins a fucking World Series. The Texas Rangers, who literally finished last in the AL West last year, is the World Series champions. What changed? Bruce Bochy. That's it. The man's the best fucking manager, coach in sports. The fact that man turned the entire franchise around like that is crazy. He's still got some of the same players. Nothing has really changed on that team just believed in what he was selling, and he got them the fucking championship. That is rare. That's crazy. To me, he's the best head. He's the best coach. He's the coach of the year. There, there, there's nobody better. Keeping it in baseball. My baseball player of the year. <laughs> Come on. Is there really any question? And that's Shohei Otani. Let's, let's just get real. Shohei Otani is the face of baseball. Anybody that tells you that he's not, you're fucking crazy. The man just broke the bank at, with the Dodgers and told them niggas, hey, bro, just pay me $2 million. We good. Put the rest of that shit on, on, on free agency. What? Like, 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 he, Shohei is really destined to, like, be like, I am never losing again. Like, <laughs> this man had the all-star game all to himself. People were literally lining up trying to recruit him. <laughs> like, trying to recruit this man. He's literally one of the best baseball players. He literally is the term baseball player. He is a pitcher. He is an outfielder. He is a hitter. He can hit doubles, singles, triples. Something I just said about Aaron, John, Aaron Judge, he can actually fucking do it. He can get on base. He can hit home runs. He can do these things. And that is the damn difference between a hype machine and an actual person that goes out there and creates the fucking hype. 
And he earns it. He earns it every fucking time he gets on a fucking diamond, bro. He does it every fucking time. I can't wait to when he does finally be able to pitch in 2025 to see how he's going to look with that pitcher rotation for the Dodgers. Boy, oh boy, man, oh man, that dude going to be 2024. I expect him and Mookie Betts to be battling to see who's going to win the NL MVP. I expect it very, very much so. All right. I've done all. I thought it was going to be a little hard, but this is actually going really fast. <laughs> going by a breeze. Okay, okay, okay. So let's get into it. So, I told you I'm my coach of the year. I told you my best baseball player of the year. So let's get into it. My fighter of the year. Now, of course, I know combat sports. I talk about it, boxing, UFC, all of it. And to me, there was only one person that I could actually put as my fighter of the year. And to me, that's the man that sold the fight this year. The biggest fight of the year to me was Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford. So who do you think is the fighter of the year? Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford not only won that fight, he absolutely dominated it. I've never seen two people that I have been waiting to see get in a fight. And it go one side. Like, it just was a fucking tsunami one side. Like, good God almighty. I don't know if Al Spence really was hurt. I, they said that he broke his, um, he had broken ribs going into that fight. I don't fucking know. But if he did, that was a, woo, that was an ass whooping. Um, Tanis Crawford has been one of the best boxers in the, in the world. But now it's just proven. Um, I don't know what he does moving forward. I don't know if he fights Boots. I don't know if he fights Canelo. I don't know what he will do. But I do know one thing. He need to fight Errol Spence again. I know people sit up here and think I'm crazy for saying that. But depending on if Errol Spence really was fucking hurt, he kind of have to give him that shot again. Um, and also, I think Errol Spence has already put in the mandatory rematch, so it should be happening soon. But, um... If I was Earl Spence, I'd take another fight before I get into the ring with Terrence Crawford again just to get my motherfucking mind right. Because you don't want to have a Deontay Wilder where you like you think I could beat this nigga and then you get in the ring and get your ass smashed by this fucking dude. Um, but fighter, fighter of the year is definitely Terrence Crawford, man. Now, Tank Davis was in this conversation. Um, I was going to go with Tank. I was going to go with Canelo. I was going to go with a lot of these these fighters, man. Um, you know, watching uh, Lee, uh, Leon Edwards uh, this past Saturday night, I could have easily put him in this. But that fight was so dominant. And how he dominated that fight, I, I just, I couldn't ignore it. That that fight was a, was a, was a, Brutal to watch, my god! And being especially when you're in a in a club watching that shit with family and fr- and you watching that shit like God damn, nigga, move, box! What the fuck you doing? Yeah, Crawford Crawford beat the shit out of that man. That was that was un that was uncalled for, very fucking uncalled for. Um, <laughs> that shit was uncalled for like a motherfucker, bro. 
Um, but that's my fight of the year. Um, I gotta. I don't know why I didn't check these shits off. Okay. Uh, Eddie Dan. Done that. Been dead. Okay. 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 And I done that. Okay. <sighs> All right. Couple categories. <sighs> I haven't touched on, but I'm about to get into it. So. My football player of the year. Now, this award could have went to college and the NFL. But to me, my college football player of the year, my college, my football player of the year, clearly I just get, is Jaden Daniels of LSU. Now, this season for him was phenomenal. Now, to me personally, I don't know why people don't want to put him in the conversation of the top, you know, 10, top 15 players this season going into the draft because he damn sure is a franchise caliber quarterback. I've seen him go from Arizona State to now, you know, LSU. And for the last two years, he's put up phenomenal fucking numbers and dominated in each year. Either be last year with getting us to, you know, the SEC championship game and run up against Georgia. Or this year, playing the way he played for most of the year. The man deserves to be in the conversation of as the top 15 picks and definitely in the conversation. But possibly be being the number one quarterback taken. I mean, that is that's just how I feel. Now, a lot of football players, now a lot of people probably sit up here and say, you were with a college football player? Yes, I did. Because at the end of the day, for me, the NFL has so many great players. But to see somebody like Jaden Daniels play in the position that he plays in, that that's a that's a crazy feat to go from the to go into the SEC from the Pac-12 to the SEC and do what you've done for the last two fucking seasons. That's damn near impossible. So for me, yeah, Jaden Daniels is my football player of the year. I, I I I can't I can't ignore that. Keeping it. What? So football, man. Superstar of the year. Now, this category is predicated on not just the ability of the player, but the fact that he probably changed his trajectory and the way he has been seen for the rest of his time in the NFL. And that, to me, is one person only, and that's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was seen as some guy that a lot of people thought he would just come in and not be great. That's literally what they thought. For the last, I don't know, when he got into the league, a lot of people thought he would not be that guy, not be that great guy, wouldn't be one of the best players in the league. I don't know what the fuck they were watching. If you saw him at Oklahoma, you clearly missed. It's kind of why I feel like Jaden Daniels is people are smoking pounds. They don't think this dude's a first-round pick. But Jalen Hurts is that dude. Now, the last three games, he's kind of, you know, suffered. But for what he has become, from what they – predicated him and thought he would be to what he's become is damn near impossible. Like, for him to be this fucking good, this fast, and to have the team be, the Eagles be one of the best franchises in the entire, you know, league, is crazy into itself. Jalen Hurts is definitely um, the superstar of the year. What he's done this season 
even prior last year. Like, the man has been one of the best quarterbacks this whole year. And one of the best players this whole year. So, to me, he's definitely a superstar of the year. All right, let's get into it. Franchise of the year. Despite me shitting on him earlier, the Kansas City Chiefs did win a Super Bowl. They do have Patrick Mahomes. They do have one of the best situations. And here's the thing. All Kansas City's got to do is just get a number one fucking receiver, and they're back in the conversation. That's the craziest shit. All they have to do is get a number one fucking receiver. That's it. Nothing nothing more, nothing less. Just get a number one fucking receiver, and you're back in the conversation. To me, Kansas City maybe cut their ties a little bit too soon with Tariq Hill, but Travis Kelsey, I don't know why. But I cannot ignore the fact that, yes, you do have one of the best players in the league, Patrick Mahomes. And you have what a lot of people will hope is a pretty young and hopefully upscale defense for the next couple of years. My franchise of the year is the Kansas City Chiefs. They won it. They won the Super Bowl. They outplayed the Eagles. Now, Patrick Mahomes did not outplay Jalen Hurts. But the Kansas City Chiefs as a team, I'll play the Eagles. And for me, that's a franchise. That's franchise of the year. Now, right now, they suck and they are struggling and they're terrible right now. But I do not still forget that they did win a Super Bowl in February. Because that's true. So, that is my franchise of the year. My team of the year. To me, my team of the year... is the LSU women's basketball team. To watch those girls win the championship. Of course, yes, I am a New Orleans kid, so of course LSU winning any damn thing. I'm probably going to be a little bit more (laughs) in love with the idea, but to have LSU and Iowa play in probably one of the highest rated college women basketball games ever, and I see LSU score over 100 points in that game and how dominant they were, that shit was crazy to see because I grew up on LSU women's basketball. Uh, Simone Augustus. Uh, so many great women basketball players came from LSU. Um, but to see them actually finally achieve what they didn't achieve back in the two early 2000s, the mid 2000s, like the early 2000s. Oh my God, when they had to run up against Tennessee for all those years, and Candace Parker, and and they used to get there and get their ass smashed every time. It'd just be like heartbreaking to watch them lose. It was just like, oh my God, come on. So to see those girls win that for them, they're definitely my team of the year, especially with the with the situation that at, at, at they could have played South Carolina in that championship game and they didn't even get a chance to which would have been great to watch. But, yeah, LSU this year is kind of – they're starting to try to – they kind of find it, the rhythm. But, yeah, to me, though, LSU, team of the year. That was that was pretty damn great to see. All right. 
My player of the year is Lionel Messi. Come on. This man changed soccer in America immediately when he got here. And I feel like one of the best soccer players of all time coming to America and immediately making Miami, which don't need no damn help with tourist attraction, but making Miami automatically one of the hottest tickets on the face of sports is the craziest thing. The man made Miami, who at the time when they signed him, was literally the worst team in soccer. He made them immediately one of the best teams in the fucking league. It's crazy. That's crazy. Dog, they got. I remember when they 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 bought him in, and he won. And they won like the first like like what, five six games he played in. Like what? Like that that don't happen to me. For him to change the franchise, for him to change the dynamic of soccer for just a hot two weeks, three weeks, is crazy. To me, he is definitely player of the year, and that is why. He's my player of the year. He's just not athlete of the year. The athlete of the year, spite, I would never have him number two or even number one. But he's third. And that's cool. But he's the athlete of the year. And that to me is LeBron James. King James. The man, when he plays, the Lakers look unbeatable. And when he doesn't play, the Lakers look like my grandma could beat him. That's how crazy this shit looks. Like, 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 I've never seen, like, when he doesn't play, look like my grandpa and grandma could beat the Lakers. When he plays, they look unbeatable. That's an athlete. That's a changing of a fucking guard. Like, that is completely insane. LeBron James, for all of the years he's played, for damn near, what, 20, 21 years now, he's been in the league, the man is one of them. He's one of them. He him. What, what they say? He him. Yeah, he him. That's the, I, I can't knock it. He's him. To still have this high level of a motor and the ability to still do what he does is an average. To get his team to the Western Conference Finals. Now, I didn't expect him to beat Denver because Denver was way better than him. But to have them now win the first in-season tournament. Now, again, I don't think they're going to win the fucking NBA Finals this year. We shall see. But LeBron James to be at this level of his career, the longevity, the way that he plays, like I said, he's not, to me, the greatest, not even second greatest, but what he is, he's in a conversation. And that, to me, is way more important than that thing. LeBron James, to me, is the athlete of the year because of what the fuck this man does day in and day out on that basketball court. And I can't knock it. I can't. That's... Ladies and gentlemen, as they say, it's that. That was the first ever I Bleed Sports Awards. I hope you guys enjoyed this, man. Uh, like I said, comment. <laughs> some of y'all going to hate this. I know some of y'all are already going to hate this. I get it. Now, nominate y'all people. Put y'all people in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the comment section, and I will talk to you about it. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. I truly, truly hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, until next time, man. I am Brandon Janu. This is I Bleed Sports, and I'll see y'all next year. I'm taking a break off uh, to chill, 
recuperate and get ready for next goddamn year. Until next time, the first episode damn show will be about the college playoffs. Final four, baby. Final four. Until next time, man. I am Brandon Janu. This is I Believe Sports. Hope you guys enjoyed the first ever annual I Believe Sports Awards. Peace.